1: You know, we've had a lot of conversations on the show involving hikes and out-of-town trips in the past, but pretty much all of them have depended on driving. So today on CityCast Portland, we're challenging ourselves alongside Norther Emily, the founder of Wild Solitude Guiding, to only use car-free modes of transportation to get ourselves to some outdoor adventures. It's Wednesday, September 13th, I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Northra, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, recently you've been researching outdoor activities that you could do without a car. What set you on that path?
2: Yeah, so growing up in Portland, many people like just take the Trimet to and from and and don't learn to drive. I myself didn't learn to drive until I was almost 20. So Mm -hmm. I have a number of friends who, for various reasons, don't have a car or um, choose not to have a car. So I was really interested in um, poking holes in people's reasons not to go outdoors. There's a lot of really great public transportation options um, Mm -hmm. that can get you out of the city and into the mountains.
1: From my understanding, we're going to be focusing mainly on Gorge and Mount Hood excursions. Uh, Let's start with the Gorge. What's an easy adventure someone can jump right into?
2: Yeah, so there's a bus that goes to the Columbia Gorge, it goes to Multnomah Falls, Cascade Locks hood river and then it connects to the Dall. so um something super simple that anybody could do if you're like just getting into using public transportation or you're just getting into hiking you could just uh hop on the cat bus and take it to noma falls where do you grab it from i've, I've never heard of this cat bus um i believe that is the one that you pick up at the gateway transit center so just like right there in northeast portland oh gotcha I believe there's a stop that stops in Troutdale as well, and then it takes you out to Multnomah Falls from there.
1: Yeah, it's called the Columbia Area Transit.
2: Yeah, the cat. Yeah,
1: when you said cat, I immediately... I don't know if you've ever seen that Miyazaki uh, movie, Totoro.
2: I haven't, but it sounds familiar.
1: There's literally a a cat bus, like a bus that looks like a cat. That's
2: amazing. And when you said that,
1: that would just be really cool.
2: (laughs) This is a missed opportunity to have a cat-themed bus in the gorge. I know. That's what I'm saying. Just a little tail at the end of that bus. Mm -hmm. Some ears. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Cool. So you said it went to to Cascade Locks. There's a car-free path in the gorge. And now some e-bike rental places are sprouting up like uh, Bike the Gorge and Cascade Locks. And I think there's another one called e-bike Multnomah Falls. Have you heard anything about this?
2: I've definitely seen people um, biking around in the gorge. It looks like quite a few people are taking advantage of that service, which is really cool. Obviously, the, the historic Columbia River Highway, there are quite a few sections that are being churned into like a multi-use bike path. And there have been some sections that have been established for quite a long time. They reopened a mile and a half long section going east from Viento State Park. Mm -hmm. eventually that will connect to the really cool new tunnels they are building at mitchell point but those are not ready yet okay but in the meantime you can uh go check out this new little section and i saw quite a few people like riding e-bikes and and different things out there it's not the kind of thing you would want to do as a hike unless you just plan to put on headphones because you're right next to the highway it's quite loud
1: Oh gotcha.
2: Yeah. So if you wanted to do like a little walk and talk stroll with your friend, I don't recommend the historic Columbia River Highway. (laughs) At least not at least not those sections that are like right up against I-84. Yeah. But yeah, if it was like a different season and you wanted to just put some headphones on and just vibe by yourself, like that would be cool too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that path, a historic uh highway, it's car free, right? That's for just bikes and and people who want to walk or whatever.
2: Yeah, there are trailheads at um, Tooth Rock. There's one in Mosier, which goes past the uh, the Twin Tunnels. That's so cool and scenic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one time, I saw a cougar on that path, so you can definitely like, yeah. The lady in front of me with the stroller was not as excited as I was. She was like, <laughs> "I'm leaving," and I was like, "Ooh, not me." <laughs> <laughs> um, but That's yeah, so you can see some you can see some real wildlife. There are cougars and bears and stuff in the gorge. But yeah, you can also just use the bus as like a great way to access Multnomah Falls and all of the the hikes that you can do from there. Um, Everything from just like going to the top of the falls to using the old 400 trail to range out east and west. Um, You could do a little loop with Multnomah to Joaquina Falls. That's a classic. That's like one of my favorite hikes.
1: Classic loop. Classic
2: loop. (laughs) Totally.
1: Well, how about something more challenging if you were going to take the cat.
2: If I really wanted to challenge myself or if I had a client who came to me and really wanted like a, a super exciting challenge, I would recommend taking the cat to uh, Cascade Locks and getting on the Pacific Crest Trail. Shut and up. You could go, Are you, you saying? Could go all the- okay, I'm sorry. You <laughs> could to fucking Mexico. You could go to Mexico. <laughs> I'm like, what's... Or the- Canada.
1: more challenging hike. And you're like, just get on the PCT. Get on the Pacific Crest, <laughs> head to Canada. Stop talking to me about wanting mo- a more challenging route. How about that, huh?
2: <laughs> There's really no limit. And that's what makes these like opportunities. So I cool. love it. But if you wanted something bite sized, you could just go across the Bridge of the Gods and go north on the PCT to uh, Table Mountain. It's always been a hard hike, but it used to be shorter to get there, but they closed one of the trailheads. So now you got to get there the long way. The good thing about this is it means nobody else will be up there.
1: Mm.
2: That's an incredible hike. And then the other option would be, you know, going south on the PCT, you would climb up to the Gorge High Country, hit up Wadham Lake, which is beautiful and scenic. And then you could actually skirt along the edge of the Bull Run watershed unit uh, there and pop out at Lolo Pass. Mm-hmm. take Lola Pass to the Timberline Trail, just like skirt around the side of the mountain and you'd pop out at Timberline Lodge where you could get on another bus and head back to town. How long is that?
1: I'm curious because that sounds pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, that'd be like a week
2: long back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm like, I, have, I have Sunday open. Can I do this north? Yeah. I love burgers at the lodge.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Okay, great. No. You could take a bus up to the lodge and just, you know, hike a little ways uh, and then go get your burger.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard. All right, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, how to go snowboarding without a car.
3: Hey, it's John from CityCast Portland. Let's face it, sometimes bad stuff happens. A serious injury, a catastrophic accident, even a wrongful death. It can really turn your world upside down. And when it does, you deserve unwavering support from a dedicated team. Yeah, you need a lawyer. Diamore Law Group has over 30 years of experience protecting the rights of Oregonians. Their team of skilled attorneys led by the renowned trial lawyer Tom Diamore will work tirelessly to make sure your voice is heard and your rights are protected. Here's what one of his clients said. Tom fights for his clients from the first day they meet him through the last day of trial. So if you need help holding those responsible for your injuries accountable, contact D. Law Group at 503-222-6333 or visit diamorelaw.com to schedule a free consultation. They're committed to fighting for the justice and compensation you deserve right here in Portland.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: Let's talk about Mount Hood since we're already uh, talking about burgers in the lodge.
2: Yeah. Um, so there's two buses that go up to Mount Hood. One is the Mount Hood, like village shuttle that only goes as far as rhododendron, but it stops in all those little towns going up the mountain. So like Brightwood, Wemmy, Welches, all of that kind of thing. Tons of options there. Um, a shorter hike than the lower elevations. That would be really cool especially if you had small children, would be to go to the Wildwood Recreation Area. They have Mm -hmm. a cool little like fish viewing window that you can go look where like the glass goes underneath the creek and you can see like salmon spawning and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you wanted more exercise, you could go up into the high country and those trails go all the way through to the Clackamas River area. So you could definitely do like a a pretty substantial backpack up there. Uh, The Salmon Mm -hmm. Huckleberry Wilderness is really cool. It's really wild, despite how close it is to town, and there's a lot to see and do out there.
1: That's cool.
2: The other bus on Mount Hood is the uh, Timberline Express, so yeah, that's one I've kinda, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one I think does stop in Rhododendron, so you could like switch from from one Mount Hood bus to the other there. But um, that one mainly focuses on the upper reaches. So like, you could go to Ski Bowl, you can go to Mirror Lake, you can go to Timberline Trail, obviously. And uh, there's some stops like around Govey if you wanted to pick up one of the trails over there. So a lot more options for more of like the high country. And those buses run year round, I believe. So I think the closest to Portland that you pick up that bus would be in Sandy at the Sandy Metro Transit. And I think that the bus also may pick up in Gresham or there's a bus that you take from Gresham to Sandy and then you get on that one.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, sometimes I want to go, but I have a little Honda fit. And so yeah. I can't really make it on the snow. And I love, I love being up there in the snow. It's good to know.
2: Yeah, lots of great options.
1: So that's like an easy excursion would just be to get on that, on one of those buses that take you to Mount Hood and just poke around. Is there anything more challenging that you, I mean, that wouldn't uh, involve you, uh, I don't know, skiing to Alaska?
2: Yeah, I mean, you, like I said, uh, you could still get on the PCT from there. PCT <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah with the Timberline Lodge uh, parking lot. So you can, you know, go north towards the gorge, like we just talked about, or south towards the O'Lali Lakes area, down to Timothy Lake, Mount Jefferson. I mean, mm-hmm. you can just keep going. Or also the, the Salmon Huckleberry, again, is, like a, is a great option and not as many people take advantage of how beautiful and wild that area is. Kind of a more obscure option too, if you took the Village Shuttle, you could get on wildcat mountain and mcintyre ridge from there which you can follow all the way like over the mountains into the clackamas river drainage and hook up with the eagle creek trail not the gorge eagle creek but the other eagle creek the clackamas area eagle creek which goes through some really beautiful old growth um there's definitely lots of opportunity to see some bears out there too big backpacking options gotcha
1: this is multi-day backpacking though right
2: oh yeah I mean, but you can just like go up a ways and find a nice flat spot next to like a creek or a spring or something and then come back the way you came.
1: You know, I had a question. I haven't been able to stop thinking about this cougar that you saw <laughs> on the
2: path. Like I can't yeah. think because I'm
1: like, okay, because I've actually, at the moment I heard about, you know, this car-free path at the gorge and being able to take a bus there and, and maybe, you know, rent an e-bike. I'm like, that actually sounds pretty cool. I'd like to try that. But if I were to see a cougar, I don't think I would know. I mean, I've heard, obviously, don't run. I've heard that. Have you had to kind of assert yourself in that space before? Like, what do you do, Norther?
2: I have never had to assert myself in the direction of a cougar, but I have talked to quite a few people who have. So, like, the cougar, honestly, number one, wants nothing to do with you. According to a cougar, you smell terrible and you don't make a good meal. They don't really want to fight you. We smell, they, we, smell <laughs> we smell bad? We okay, smell bad. We smell bad. We smell bad to animals. Okay. And that's why you don't see them is because they smell you before you really? are even in their vicinity. Oh and God. they're like, oh, here comes a human. Get out of here.
1: Oh, I smell like peaches.
2: Um, I can also tell you, if you've ever spent a long time in the outdoors and you pass by somebody who showered recently, you're like, phew, all the fragrances. Oh, my God, gross. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah cougar (laughs) doesn't want to work hard for a meal so you're never they're never going to fight you to the death but what they will do is they will kind of like try to get in your space and see if they can intimidate you i mostly hear about this happening to people who do like bird surveys people who like work in the outdoors and are kind of creeping around in the woods acting wounded or suspicious Mm. hunters also creep around in the woods they have more encounters with an animal like a cougar if you're like on a bike path You're like listening to music. Maybe you have a dog with you. you got some friends with you and stuff like a wild animal is not going to approach you or see you as an easy target.
1: Okay. So you're saying don't worry about it because I have heard of cougars attacking people on bikes. So that's why I was asking.
2: Yeah, they do have a a chase response. But Mm -hmm. the advantage in this situation would be that you have like a bike. So you have like a large object that you can put between yourself and the animal. And you're you're Mm -hmm. wearing a helmet, right? You're wearing a helmet. Mm -hmm. So. You know, um, I wouldn't be super worried, but if a cougar did approach me and I was on a bike, like I would get off the bike and put the bike, I would pick my bike up and put my bike between me and the animal and then just like yell at it, act aggressive, like match its Mm -hmm. energy.
1: Well, Northar, I'm still scared, but uh, I really appreciate all these buses (laughs) that are, are available to take us out. Basically to Mexico if we wanted. Yeah. You know, if we had that leg power in us. But cool. I wanted to, I feel like every time we have any sort of like, oh, this outdoor adventure, it just always involves a car. And there's just so many of us here in Portland that either are on bikes or like you said, don't have cars. So if anyone else out there listening, you've heard heard some of this and maybe you have your own ideas of how to get out into the woods without a car, like hit us up, let us know. I'm sure Northa would like to know as well since she's collecting this.
2: I am always, always collecting beta. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much, Norther. Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: And now for your dose of news. Dancers at the Magic Tavern have officially voted to unionize, making it the first strip club in Portland to do so, and only the second in the U.S. The Northwest Portland's club, full roster of 16 dancers, will join the Actors' Equity Association, an established union that commonly represents stage actors and performers. And for antique lovers, the historic Janssen Beach Carousel will stay in Oregon. It's just moving out to the Dells. The 95-year-old carousel landed on Restore Oregon's list of most endangered places when the Janssen Beach Mall closed in 2012. And the nonprofit has been looking to find it a new home since then. The National Neon Sign Museum in the Dells will work on restoring the carousel, but will need a couple years to build a pavilion before the public can start writing again. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend, rate, or leave us a good review. It'll really help us out. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics to cover, shoot us an email at portland at citycast.fm or leave us a voicemail at 503 208 We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.